theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. I believe God's going to help us today. God's going to help us today. Praise God. Quickly open up your Bibles or your Bible apps to Luke chapter 19. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James, Luke chapter 19, verses 1. And as you're turning there, I want to quickly share with you this uh, beginning this Tuesday. We're going to have three days of prayer and fasting. We invite you to come and join us. We're going to... Uh, just consecrate ourselves unto the Lord. Also, next Sunday, we're going to have Enjoying Extraordinary with Sherry O'Donnell. Uh, we're excited about what God is going to do November 22nd. And then Family Sunday with the Great Rochini will be November 29th. And we hope that you're able to be with us as the Lord allows. Luke 19 and verse 1, and I quickly want to read. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach this thought to you today, looking beyond looking beyond would you lift your hands and pray with me father your presence is here i pray that you would speak to us so clearly that you would anoint these lips of clay to minister your word with relevancy and with accuracy god you do what you want to do everything is yielded to you oh lord god i'm yielded to you this service is yielded to you this sermon is yielded to you god you minister how you see fit touch and heal and direct and help us to lean on you God pull us so Lord God our gaze is upon you and only you and nothing else will give you the thanks and praise in Jesus name would you clap your hands unto the Lord hallelujah praise God you may be seated in the presence of the Lord I do want you to know that I believe the Holy Ghost I'm going to declare it by faith is going to minister greatly in this place today I believe God wants to speak to us clearly. I believe God wants to speak to us with certainty. I believe God wants to affirm to us through the operations of the gift of his spirit, the gifts of his spirit today. And I'm releasing the gift of faith in this house. I'm releasing the gifts of the spirit to operate. I'm releasing an angelic manifestation so that his angels can minister in this house today. I'm telling you, God is going to speak in this house and give somebody peace. God's going to give you hope. God's going to give you clarity. His love wants to lift you up in the name of Jesus. Praise God. You and I are unique. Each person under the sound of my voice is gloriously unique. From the thumbprint to the voice print, from the retina to the patterns of our DNA, you are a created, unique individual. God made you that way. You are made fearfully and wonderfully. He also made you with a unique plan for your life. You have different gifts than the person next to you, and I'm thankful for that. You have a different appearance, different likes and dislikes. 
you fight different battles. You have different issues. Different things motivate you and different things inspire you. Different things demotivate you and different things deflate you. You can easily triumph over certain things, but isn't it fascinating you can at the same time struggle with others? You come to the table this afternoon with a backpack of different issues. I know you look like you have it all together, but don't sleep. You know, you and I, we have questions and we do have our backpack of issues. But I believe in my spirit today, like the writer of Hebrews wrote to us, he's commanding us to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us or trip us up. Whatever that sin is, the sin that the writer talks about, each of us struggles with a particular thing or set of things. There is a sense that no one beneath the fiery sun can really understand us because unless you walk a mile in my shoes and unless I walk a mile in your shoes, how can we know what we are facing? We're, too, we're, we're just so unique, yet we have things in common. We have a common problem. That common problem is sin. We have a common pursuit, knowing and pleasing God. We have a common salvation, once and all, for all, to give everything unto the Lord Jesus Christ. We need, we have a need for communion and fellowship, strength and rejuvenation. At the end of the day, however, it is each of us who must lay our heads on our pillows and wrestle with the questions, am I bringing God glory? Am I truly the person God wants me to be? This afternoon, my aim is to give you some basic principles into charting your way into this life of worship and praise to God. Yet it must be you, it must be me who takes these principles and lives them as the Lord is instructing us. I believe the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I believe that God wants to lead our lives into places of great blessing. Yes, even during the midst of COVID-19, I want you to know that your God is able to bless you in an exceeding abundant way. Praise God. I wish I had a few more folks that believe that. I'm telling you. God is leading us, leading us to a place where we lean completely on him. I know, I know the enemy seeks to trip us up. I know that the way to life everlasting can be hard on the carnal mind. And I know that God is able to help us triumph over our enemy. But I want you to think about this. I was thinking about this today as I was, uh, I run six out of seven days out of the week. And typically I run on the asphalt or grass depending upon the trail. Uh, because I don't enjoy running on the sidewalk because it's concrete. <laughs> Concrete is harder on my shins, praise God. So I'll, I'll run very close to the shoulder of the road or I'll run on grass or I'll, I'll run in trails. But I want you to think about this. I was thinking about sidewalks. And I want you to think this, about the sidewalks in our lives representing normal. Sidewalks are placed on the customary routes that pedestrians take. Along the edges of buildings and throughout neighborhoods and along the routes normally taken uh, by vehicles, you'll see sidewalks from time to time. Walking along the sidewalk is safe. It's far better than walking on the road, something not designed for a pedestrian. Yet a sidewalk will only take you so far. At some point, the sidewalk ends. When the sidewalk ends, what then? See, life has a way of leading us to the sidewalks that end. 
The sidewalk ends when the provision is depleted. The manna has run out. The meal barrel runs dry. The cruise of oil gets empty. The sidewalk ends when heaven doesn't respond. There's no rain. There's no springing fountain. You feel powerless and you feel weak. The sidewalk ends when problems stack up as high as Jericho's walls. The mountain seems too high and the situation seems irresolute. But when the sidewalk ends, the question is, what then? This is when the child of God finds out who he or she is, what, who or what he or she is made of, and how God can use the situation to change their lives for good. See, I believe that some people, when the sidewalk ends, some people decide to camp out and go no further. Some decide to give up and go back. Some switch sidewalks until that sidewalk ends. But yet there's some that even try to forge ahead in the flesh. As the poet Emerson said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. But what will you do when the sidewalk ends? I hope that you'll find that in the God, that the means of continuing your journey, I hope that you'll look to him, the author and the finisher of your faith. I hope that you'll abide in him and you'll continue to move forward and realize that that is not the end of your journey. It's just the beginning. I want to share with you three powerful things that I hope will bless you in moving beyond the sidewalk ends into what the future that God is calling us. Do you remember Zacchaeus? He was, he was short in stature, but he was frustrated. He was somebody who was ostracized and he was hated by many people because of what he did in his vocation, even though he gave generously to the poor, if you read him. But for him, the sidewalk ended with a crowd. He couldn't get around them. Then Zacchaeus did a simple thing. He looked up and he saw his answer. There stood a tall sycamore tree whose branches went out and above and beyond his difficulties. See, when you're brought to the end of your path, when you feel like you're at the end of your rope, look beyond. Let me share with you, Ernie Marks, a Holocaust survivor, in a speech he recently gave, he told the audience one of the things that stood out in his memory. He said, the Germans wouldn't let us look up to the sky. Because if you look up, that gave you hope. We were not supposed to have hope. I saw many children bloodied beyond belief. Their only crime was they looked up. Can I tell you, it's not a crime to look up today. It's not a crime to say, you know what, it will not always be this way. It's not a crime to lift your head and look to the hills from which cometh your help. Because we realize where our help comes from. We look up. We set our affections above. We refuse to keep our eyes and our hearts on the ground. Can I tell you, don't keep your eyes on the notifications on your phone and the climbing cases of COVID-19. You better look to the hills from which cometh your help. You better look beyond the circumstances. Look beyond the natural. Look beyond the dilemma. Look beyond the heartache. Look beyond the impossibilities and set your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith the one who won't let you down the one who will make a way when there is no way the one who will never leave you nor forsake you the one who is here right now ready to minister to you he's telling you look up get your eyes off everything else and look to me God is calling us to look to him 
looked beyond. See, Zacchaeus, he looked up and he looked beyond. He saw a sycamore and what he did was one hand above another he began to climb eyes looking beyond the crowd heart surging the more he climbed up 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 Zacchaeus climbed and looking beyond his present circumstances it's having the hope of something better see it's a hope that trouble won't last always it's that it's that that drive that keeps us looking to him beyond present circumstances it's that drive that helps us to lead or or be willing to venture off the path of normalcy off of the comfort zone off the map if you will can i tell you sometimes we simply need to close our eyes and trust him this is where i feel where god really wants to minister today i want you to hear me because i want you to shut down your senses I think the problem with the people of God today is that we're relying too much on our natural abilities. We're relying too much on our senses, and our senses only help us navigate with what we can smell, touch, see, hear, and obviously feel. We, we, we understand that, but what I want you to do is, see, the Bible says that faith is not of the flesh. It's born of God, and that which is uh, born of God overcomes the world, even our faith. Asking anything in prayer, believing it shall be done. In other words, the opposite of trust is distrust, and the opposite of faith is fear. Don't allow the enemy. Oh, my God, I feel this. The enemy is trying to confine the church in fear. Praise God. Don't allow him to keep you at the edge of the sidewalk on a tether of fear, afraid to go forward. There are many of you all right now under the sound of my voice who have been paralyzed by fear. But can I tell you, what you see is temporary, but what you can't see is eternal. The enemy uses our senses to build our fear. This is why the servant said to Elijah, he said, we're surrounded everywhere I look. My mind tells me, my eyes tell me, what I hear tells me I'm seeing it. Man of God, we're surrounded. And what he had to do, shut off his senses. I'm trying to help you today. I need somebody to tune out what you're reading on CBC and CTV. I need you to tune in to what thus saith the Lord. I need you to tune out to what the notifications say according to your app and the news outlets. And I need you to tune in to what God says. God wants to give you a peace. God wants to give you a comfort. God wants to let you know he's here with you and he's here for you and he's got your back. God wants to let you know that he'll love you and surrender you but you have to get your mind off of the natural things and get your eyes on him somebody lift your hands to him somebody go ahead and begin to shift right now begin to tell him God I'm going to shift away from fear I'm going to shift away from the news headlines and I'm going to shift my eyes and my heart on you help me God hallelujah praise God see enemy's trying to do this and what the man of God said was hey close your eyes trust him and when he did an angelic host surrounded them praise God see what you need to do here are the three things I want you to do you have to stand boldly on the word of God don't look to your circumstances look to your faith in Jesus Christ the first thing you need to do look to his promises He is our helper. He is our deliverer. In him, we can triumph over any obstacle. Praise God. Look to his power. 
Paul said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Look to his presence. He promised to never leave us. As he was with the other people of faith, he will be with us beyond the end of the sidewalk, even to the end of the world. But see, here's where we are. And here's where, God, I feel the presence of the Lord. And I am said all that to say what I'm about to say right now. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. See, trust is the highest level of faith. Trust is the highest level of faith. See, you go from no faith to little faith, a measure of faith, the gift of faith, strong in faith, great faith, full of faith. Trust. Trust is a heart matter. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. See, let me tell you, Pastor E.V. Hill of Los Angeles, California, when he preached the funeral of his wife, he concluded this message with these words. He said, what is the Lord saying? There's only one message. Trust me. Even when you don't understand and can't comprehend, trust me. See, the heart, the heart is the seat of our emotions. And the habit, uh, it's the habitat of our affections. Nothing is hidden from God. Trust in the Lord with your emotion. Trust in the Lord with your desire. Trust in the Lord with your affection and your need. And can I just tell you, we all know worry is a lot easier than trust. But God wants us to trust him with all of our heart. Praise God. Mia, I want you to come. Just Mia. But you see, the enemy has been pushing us into a corner. And many of us are fearful. But God is calling us beyond. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. Praise God. He's calling us to a place where we need to get our eyes. He's calling his church. He's readying his bride. He's asking. He's instructing us to trust him. Let me tell you what you need to do. Forget everything you know. Let's show them Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and forget everything you know. Lean not unto your own understanding. Are you hearing me today? Now is not the time to lean on your wisdom. Now is not the time to lean on man's wisdom. Now is the time where God is beckoning us. God is calling us to trust him and walk in him. Walk and abide in him. He's trusting, asking us, commanding us. Trust me with all of your heart. If you want to see supernatural things done, if you want to see miracles, signs, and wonders, if you want to be a part of this end time revival, you better trust me with all of your heart. Don't trust your education don't trust your background don't trust what your mama or your daddy said about you you better trust me with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding what God wants to do through each of you will not make a lick of sense to your carnal mind 
what God wants to do through your families, what God wants to do through your children will not make one iota of sense. You better stop leaning on your own understanding and say, God, I'm willing to come out. I feel like God wants to stretch us and increase our capacity. As a matter of fact, I feel like we're at the precipice of a sidewalk ending where he's saying, will you really be a part of an end time revival? Will you really be a part of something that shakes everything that can be shaken if you will you're going to have to trust me with everything I feel the Holy Ghost you're going to have to trust me with ministry you're going to have to trust me with your kids you're going to have to trust me with your finances praise God let me just say this I don't know if I'm going to preach it but it's been burning in my heart so I am going to declare it now is not the time to not give Now is the time. If there has ever been a time for you to make sure that you want to be in alignment with what God is doing, you need to give. You need to return the tithe unto the Lord and give. Let me tell you, I know I don't care what the economic conditions are. I don't care what the market values may be. They could say famine. They could say depression. Isaac sowed in a time of famine. You go read your Bible. He sowed in a time of famine. And when that man sowed, he got a return 100-fold. He looked around at his neighbors that did not know the Lord. Same land, but they were not blessed. They did not get a harvest. They got no results. Why? Because the blessing was on Isaac. I'm telling you that same Abrahamic blessing is upon the child of God. You better sow your seed and watch God provide. Watch God sustain. Watch God keep. Praise God. Forget what you know. See, faith is the capacity to trust God while not being able to make sense out of everything. Trust God for great things. Only he can take five loaves and two fishes and show you a way to feed thousands. Trust God. Trust God. Put him first. Put him first. Put him above your career. Put him above your family. Put him above the church. Put him above your marriage. Put him above your finances. He is the head of the body, Colossians says, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in, in all the things that he may have, the preeminence. In every area, put him first. And here's what I want you to know. The more we depend on him, the more dependable we find him to be. When we acknowledge God in every area of our lives, he directs the path we take. Don't be a wise guy. Be not wise in, those, in your own eyes, like Romans tells us. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. But today, God wants us to get lost in his love. See, the great stumbling block that I feel like is in the way who I feel the Holy Ghost. Some people accomplishing what God has for you. You're so gifted. You're so talented. You're so skilled. And you trust your own abilities. And you don't trust him. We were singing about the song or about this story. Briefly. This woman didn't come voluntarily. She was drugged to the presence of the Lord. Her sidewalk came to an end 
amid a bloodthirsty judgmental mob. The enemy, though, always overplays his hands. He went one step too far. He took the woman to the crowd, but the crowd took the woman to Jesus. Wherever Jesus is, there is compassion. Wherever the Lord is, there's a fresh drenching of mercy. You may separate me from my sidewalk. You may be able to pull me from my comfort zone, but you cannot separate me from the love of God. I'm going to quote just a few scriptures here. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And Jesus moved with compassion. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and that he has had compassion on thee. And when Jesus came out and saw all the people and was moved with compassion toward them, God's love can turn the worst situation into the best. It can take an instrument of torture and turn it into a tool of redemption. It can transform a sinner into a saint. It can turn hurt into wholeness and pain into soundness. Praise God. Compassion. God's love doesn't give up. God's love makes a way. God's love is a fathomless sea, and he's calling us to get lost in it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Love is powerful. It can root out the worst problem in your life. It can swing open doors into a brand new future. When you feel like the sidewalk is ended, love forges a new path into the wilderness. Oh, his banner of love is over us. His compassions fail not. And today, today I felt like the Lord wants to take us in our faith in a place to trust in a place where we trust him but I felt like the Lord told me let me show them how much I love them praise God I want us to begin to lift our hands I want us to begin to worship him I want you to begin to talk to the Lord for just a moment I feel the Holy Ghost pulling praise God I'm, I'm getting ready to prophesy over your life in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's some things that are fixing to come forth. Some of you have been bound by fear. Some of you have been bound by what others have done to you or said to you. Some of you have been bound by insecurities and indecision. Some of you have been bound by the past. Some of you have been bound by the present and the thought of the future. You've had faith but you've not demonstrated trust. He wants to love you. Love you. He wants his love. He wants you to get lost in his love. Come on, this is personal today. This message, this message is personal. You're here because God has drawn you for such a time as this. This is not a general word. This is a specific word. The love of God is billowing in waves. I'm telling you, God has sent his ministering angels to minister to you right now. If you would just begin to reach out, if you would begin to allow the tears to stream down your face, if you would begin to just allow capacity to be stretched 
stretched in you because God wants to increase you. God wants to expound in what he wants to do in your life. If you would let him love you this afternoon. Whew. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, love never fails. Love will not disappoint you. Love will make a way. I'm talking about the love of God this afternoon. The love of God is here to pick you up out of your mess. Wipe off the dust off your feet, off your knees, off your elbows, and tell you, put one foot in front of the other. The love of God is here to tell you, it's not too late. The love of God is here to tell you, I won't let you down. The love of God is here to make a way in your life this afternoon. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.